Welcome to Outside Source Football, your inside look at the NFL. Listen to the latest predictions and happenings from the season with your hosts, Evan Mick and Gabriel Vondra. Here they are now. Hello and welcome to Outside Source Football on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM with Evan Mick, Gabriel Vondrek, and Joseph Doherty. Today, we're going to be recapping week 12 of the NFL season. Uh, we're going to start out with Lions versus Packers, which we might spend quite a bit of time on. Should yeah. I should I just give you two the, the rest of the yeah, time here so. yeah. to air this your grievances? Gonna, this is going to take a while. You know, it being Wednesday, the I'll, following week. I'll go take a bathroom break. You guys let yeah, me know when right. you're done. Yeah, right. Uh, since it's Wednesday, the wounds have have healed a little bit. But once again, the Lions get to destroy my family Thanksgiving. Uh, it's just a great tradition now. I was going to say, it's a seven tradition. Years. Like yeah, yeah, seven it. years. I mean, it wouldn't be Thanksgiving if my dad wasn't screaming angrily at the TV, <laughs> about to aggressively carve a turkey, more, more way more aggressive than necessary, uh, because dinner hasn't even been served yet. And I mean, I mean, happy Thanksgiving, everybody, you know? Yeah. yeah. I love I love the stat where, uh, yeah, does anybody know what a wax and gibbous is? I, I mean, I know. I know uh, now. 0-14, though. A, I know now. A, We're 0-12 with the with Thanksgiving and a wax and gibbous moon phase. Now 0-13. I mean, congratulations. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. The Lions go out there versus the Bears and just look horrible, but they somehow find a way to win. So it's like, okay, you know what? Watch out, guys. Like, we almost lost to a bad team there. That could have been really bad. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, you know, we're gonna bounce back. We're gonna we're gonna do fine. No, we get beat even worse by the Packers, who I hate. I hate the Packers so much more than any other team. It's probably what the Chiefs for you yeah. as a Raiders fan, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just look horrible. And Jared Goff has turned the ball over. Jared Goff, who was like top. Well, what was he? He had the third longest streak of all time. I think it ended up being the second. The he was second like thirty away from the second longest first streak place. without having an interception is just throwing interceptions, fumbling the ball. I mean, Jared Goff, I love the guy, and I think he's great. But in the last two games, has looked horrible, and it's it's hard to I don't know. It's it's hard in the modern NFL to not have a quarterback that can at least scramble for like a five yard gain without yeah. fumbling the ball. Like he just looks so unathletic he's, when he's running. He's really slow. He's really slow, and I, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty worried, honestly. Um, we should be 0-2 to the Bears and the Packers in the last two weeks, and if it wasn't for the Bears being the Vikings, which we'll get to. Um, very thankful for that. Very thankful for that. The, the Vikings would be right there. Thanksgiving was ruined before that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's it. I, I'll, I'll get off my tangent. I will say the Packers are playing much better now than they were early in the season. Matt, Matt LaFleur has Jordan Love playing better, so that's – that's one thing. Yeah, the but Packers, against, against who? The Chargers. I don't know. Chargers. I don't even know. Either way, against, like, he's playing. Yeah, he's playing better. I mean, I think. I think back to Jordan Love early in the season against the Raiders, where he was just throwing horrible interceptions. Yeah, better, not, not better seeing the field games. at all. He's playing better. I mean, and, and Matt Lafleur is a good coach, right? I mean, this is a guy who's had a, a ton of success early in his career as a head coach. Um, you were. You think eventually he would turn it around and, and have the Packers looking a little bit better. They do look better. Still super disappointing for the Lions. And I di- I couldn't help but think, besides Lions fans, is there anybody who was more mad about the Packers winning in Detroit than the NFL? Don't you think the NFL would have loved to have shown like Dan Campbell eating a turkey leg in the locker room? Like they wanted the Lions to win that game. The Lions are the good team. They're the, you know, having yeah, the, one of the one of the America's best team this one year. of the best seasons in franchise history. They're rolling into Thanksgiving. They're eight and two. They really wanted that to be like a party, a celebration in Detroit. And Dan Campbell's, you know, a big personality guy. They wanted to see that you know yep, and they, Cam- they Campbell remind- he reminds you of like John Madden which is yeah. Thanksgiving in the NFL so the fact that the Packers ruined that the NFL had to be pretty upset yeah I agree I didn't even talk about the defense the defense played horrible too I don't I yeah. think that the the loss to the Packers wasn't as much on the defense as the 
loss to the Bears would have been. If yeah, that makes I sense. agree. I agree. The defense played played better. Played than a little they did better. The, I mean, you have a you have team. a fumble return for a touchdown. I mean, that's obviously not on the defense. They're not on the field. But no pass rush. Chase Young. They traded a third round pick for him. San Fran did. I mean, yeah. Looking back, wait, what, are we, what are we doing? Saying that what we, we could have had Chase Young, and that's exactly what we're looking at. We need right now. Really, really, really big struggle. We have no pass rush at all. Aiden Hutchinson's really struggled. Uh, and the Lions' bet offense is better with David Montgomery. Jameer Gibbs can be as talented as he wants, but. Jameer Gibbs is not a pass blocker, and Jared Goff doesn't read five players well. So when they put Jameer Gibbs out there to run a route, it's like, all right, well, he's not going to read him anyways, and now we just have less pass blockers. I will say Montgomery, I wouldn't blame that on coaching that Montgomery wasn't out there. He looked a little bit hurt. He uh, limped back on for the two-point conversion that he scored, which was a phenomenal play, but he limped back onto the field before that. He seemed to be moving not super well that whole game, I thought. So I don't think that he was 100%. I think that he was fine, but I think that you didn't want him pass blocking because he didn't feel great but they're better when there's more pass blockers out there and less people running routes because Jared Goff throws a good ball but he doesn't read the field super well and he's not athletic enough that he can get away with to ex- to extend w- plays without without the blockers yeah so I mean you're, you're saying that they need to do a better job of like scheming up when like how you're going to use Jameer Gibbs when he's in the game because he's not in every down back right now they're they're better off with Montgomery in there. I get that. Yeah, and as um, I say that, uh, David Montgomery foot added to the injury report. Limited yeah. in Wednesday's practice. So. Sure, yeah. There you go. Yeah, one one last thing I would say, not to pile on you guys here, but it's also concerning given the Packers were without a number of their best players. Oh, yeah. Aaron Aaron that. Jones didn't play in this game. J.R. Alexander didn't play in this game. I think there were a few other guys in the defense. Their three best uh Back seven players were out. Did yeah, didn't play, and so it. I mean, it really on paper coming into it looked like this. This just wasn't a game that the Lions could lose. So it it is frustrating losing a game like this. But I mean, they're still they're what eight and three. They're still they're still way better than they usually eight, are. Eight yeah, and, that's eight, true. Eight and three. There's a lot of season left. Let's uh, we'll give them some time. We won't. Let's not freak out yet. Okay. Next up, we're gonna move on to Colts Buccaneers. Uh, so Baker, you can blame Baker if you really want is to. Is Gardner Minshew elite? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you can blame Baker if you want to. He didn't play great. He played pretty bad. But the one play that they put Kyle Trask out there, um, it was a it was a flag on the play for a false start. But if it wasn't, he threw such a bad pass that it would have been picked because the guy did pick it off. Uh, so Baker is all they have. They got to roll with Baker the rest of the season. Started out hot, kind of slowing down here. But, I mean, they're 4-7 and seven right now, and the team first in their division is 5-6. and six. So yeah, they're, they're still in the playoff hunt for because sure. Because they're in the NFC South, you're never really mathematically out of it. So they're a few wins away from getting back into it. But how about these Colts? Six and five. If the playoffs started today, they're in with Gardner Minshew running things, running <laughs> this. I mean, it's an un- unconventional offense in the NFL. They run a lot of hurry up. It's it's more similar to a kind of a college spread offense where, you're, yeah, they just try to tire the defense out or sort of catch them off guard. And it's worked the past I guess they've won three in a row against not very good teams I think it's Carolina the Patriots now the Buccaneers but still they're six and five and looking at their schedule going forward they're probably going to win a few more of those games too because they they don't easy I think I think I think the toughest teams they play remaining are are Pittsburgh and the Texans yeah that sounds right so it's there's a path for the Colts Absolutely. Moving on to Steelers-Bengals, though. It's the Steelers' first game where they outgained an opponent all year, and it's the Steelers' first game where they scored or where they had over 400 yards in 56 games, which is three and a half years. Well, And it's it's our first time to talk about the firing of Matt Canada. And now we've seen the results of it, though. Yeah? Yeah. Was he the problem? Was it not Kenny Pickett? It's... (laughs) 
We'll see. Certainly seems that way. I know they still only scored 16 points, but yeah, the fact that they were able to move the ball with more success than they have at any point (laughs) during the Matt Canada era is encouraging. You know, yeah, Pickett looked looked better. Zero passing touchdowns for Pickett, though. Pickens, Pickens looked better. I mean, like, they're gaining yards. They're actually moving the ball. You know, hopefully the points will come. But and they they win they win again. Oh, we said that yeah. If they're gonna win, they're probably gonna win ugly. They've won ugly all year and they keep it going. They're seven and four. Yeah, this was their prettiest win yet though. I give exactly. a lot of a lot of credit to a the sixteen fans, though. point masterclass. <laughs> so they said fire Matt Canada and uh, they got their will and now they gained four hundred yards in the first time in fifty six games. Uh, I'm still not sold really that Kenny Pickett is that guy. I'm not sold in the Steelers offense being great, but I'm sold that the play calling by Matt Canada was bad because at least the new offensive coordinator is letting him air it out. The new offensive coordinator yeah. is saying, all right, I'm going to give you a shot. We got these guys who are extremely talented and really good at throwing the ball or catching the ball downfield like George Pickens. Great in one-on-one coverage. Great at contested catches. All right, let's throw the ball downfield to him. Let's throw the ball in the middle of the field to Pat Fryermuth. I think he taught Kenny Pickett that there is a middle of the field too <laughs> instead of just those those sidelines. Yeah. Uh, so Pat Fryermuth, career day, 120 yards for this or most he's ever had. Uh, so at least he's opening it up. He's, he's getting there somewhere. It is pretty crazy, though, that in the Steelers' history, this was the first time that they had fired a coach, like like any coach on the staff, I think, coordinator or head coach, since like 1941, which yep. I think just kind of speaks to typically the way the Steelers do things. You know, it's all about stability and like we're not going to overreact. And I, th- I think it shows why they've been so successful throughout the history of their organization. Um, and, and it shows how bad this offense was <laughs> that they felt like they needed to make that decision. Yeah. This is an organization that never makes those kind of decisions. And it was so bad that they did something, yeah, that they haven't done in decades. Well, so. you're scoring no points and still winning. So you kind of have the ability to yeah. take a risk. And again, you know, which wasn't really a risk because we'll, we'll see if we'll bad. see if they it was scoring anyways. Yeah, right. I mean, we'll see if it was just a temporary boost. You know, maybe they'll come out next week and the offense will look just as bad as it did with Canada. Now that there's, you know, film on them, you know, new with whoever the new play caller is. I don't know who it is, but um, they're seven and four winning games. Up next, we're going to talk about Browns Broncos. Uh, DTR played pretty bad. I still see the potential. Obviously, he got hurt in this game. You are the so biggest DTR fan. I see the potential, but he played. He's not talented. I mean, no, sorry. It's wow. really confusing. He's a very talented player. It's just that none of it is like translating to what he's doing. It's like he, he has good arm, and he throws a pretty ball, it and he has like, good athleticism. Are you describing Zach Wilson? <laughs> You're describing Zach Wilson to no, me right now. Uh, I mean... No, it's not the it's not the yes. same. I still see the potential yes. in DTR, but he was really bad this year. He needs a year behind well, Joe I guess Flacco. Joe Flacco. I was gonna say Deshaun Watson. But we'll get we'll get to we'll that get to later. that one later. Uh, I also think I owe an apology to Sean Payton. I don't think I'm the only one, but they've been winning games. And people will say that Russ, you know, they'll show you the efficiency stats. They'll show you his highlights and how he made a couple amazing throws after like 10 seconds in the pocket of rolling around. But he had 134 yards and one touchdown in this win. And we could go against the Vikings. He had 221 yards, a touchdown, and interception. So he's playing better than he was last year, but that's a really low bar. Russell I mean, Wilson is not the reason that they're winning these games. Yeah, Russ is putting up like 1930s NFL numbers. But they're winning. I think, yeah, I'm I'm with you that I I maybe owe Sean Payton a bit of an apology. I was I was low on them when they were one and five. Yeah, they were one, they started out one and five. Yeah, and two and six. Um, and I wasn't the only one. I think everybody was low on them when they were one and five. And now they've turned it around, won five games in a row, doing it in a way. Yeah, the offense is not very flashy. It's 
you know, run the ball, control the ball, play, you know, opportunistic on defense. And, you know, they have this past week, I think was their, you know, biggest, biggest win as far as margin of victory. So won a lot of close games, beat some good teams. They beat the Bills in there. They beat the Chiefs in there. So definitely. Uh, They're rolling. Definitely. Yeah. There's, I mean, they're scary. Broncos right country. Broncos, Broncos country is riding. Up next, we're going to talk about Saints Falcons. I Why? Don't even, I don't even really want to talk about this game. <laughs> I didn't really want to watch it. But unfortunately, the NFC South is so bad that one of these two teams is going to make the playoffs. Or well, one, nope, the, Bucks the Bucks, possibly two. Or the but Bucks. I'm saying that these two teams are are currently, if the season ended, are the Pan- the Panthers aren't the even are the Panthers first. haven't been mathematically eliminated yet. Probably, probably not because of the division is so bad. I think they have to win. They'd have to win out. They'd have to win out and never, yeah, have a lot of things happen to be yeah. a seven and ten team. <laughs> yeah. Wait, have they lost eleven yet? No, they have ten. I think they it's lose next week. They're mathematically lost. eliminated. Yeah. Yeah, this game was ugly. Um, Derek Carr's led offenses still struggled to score touchdowns. I think they settled for five field goals in this game, 15 points. Yep. Threw a pick six against Jesse Bates. That's uh, pretty much all I got for you. Yeah, rough day for Carr. Saints fans are turning on him a lot faster than Raiders fans did. I guess I mean I, I understand it when you pay a guy 150 million dollars and he can't seem to score touchdowns in the red zone and then throws a bad pick six that kind of seals it yeah. going the other way. So Bijan finally did get the ball a little bit more. Uh, good to see that. Of course, they did have Tyler Algier in on the fourth and one. Which not that I don't like Tyler Algier. He's a good running back, but you drafted Bijan to be the generational talent to get the ball on fourth and one to get the ball on the goal line in those important type scenarios. And you're handing the ball off to to Tyler Algier and. No surprise to anybody they didn't get it because Desmond River actually pulled the ball on the option and ran uh, himself. Well, he's a very good quarterback, so yeah, I'll take that back. Uh, but you drafted Bijan. <laughs> you drafted Bijan to be the best in the league, so you got to use him like it. Uh, yeah, I think this Falcons team is really just gonna suffer from Desmond Ritter at quarterback. He keeps making simple mistakes. Uh, he threw a really bad interception to the Saints, and then uh, luckily for the Falcons, the Saints fumbled it like the next play with Taysom Hill or like within the next three. So it's it's a it's a race to the bottom yeah, in the in the NFC really South. Whoever really whoever whoever comes out of the NFC South I think will uh, have a quick exit in the playoffs. Yep. Well they do play the Cowboys. You never know with the Cowboys. That'd Cowboys look Cowboys look good, man. Anyways, let's talk about Chiefs Raiders. Well it was a great start for the Raiders. I was watching this game at the airport, got out to a fourteen nothing lead. Uh should have been seventeen, if not for a missed uh thirty something yard field goal. Rare but Carlson. They looked yeah, they looked and they I wanted them to even go for it. It was like a fourth and one. They had the momentum. But anyway, they were I mean, yeah, Devontae Adams was getting the ball. I think he had five catches for seventy something yards in the first half. Josh Jacobs was running it well. Defense was getting stops, forced some three and outs. And you just knew it wasn't gonna last. Eventually the Chiefs were gonna pick it up and start scoring and in the second half of course well in the end of the second quarter in the second half they picked it up started scoring and the Raiders have it's kind of been the way they've looked on offense since uh O'Connell took over and, and Antonio Pierce became the head coach they look good early and then it seems like the defense makes some adjustments and they're not able to counter those adjustments and they spend the rest of the game not being able to move the ball not being able to get the ball to their best players um Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs so you know they're I mean they're young it'll take it's going to take time. I mean, you know, O'Connell's only a rookie. I don't think, uh, I don't think it's like for sure that like, you know, he's, he's never going to be a starter in the NFL. I mean, he's, he's does a lot of things well, so has some really nice throws, but I mean, at the end of the day, the better team won. The chiefs were the better team. They yeah. won this game. I agree. So. 
Also, uh, from the Chiefs' side, uh, it's encouraging to see. Is it Rasheed Rice? Rasheed Rice. Mm-hmm. Rasheed. I don't. I don't know if it's Rasheed. Maybe it is Rasheed. It's just Rasheed. It, I think it's Rasheed Rice. Uh, he looked like a number one receiver. Definitely has the talent to be a number one receiver. So. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they keep feeding him the ball more yeah. and more because, yeah, he had a, a drop or two, but the guy is is big, strong, fast, and and can make plays for them. Yeah, it's also good to see the Chiefs uh, score in the second half. They haven't scored no, the second half. No, it's not. It's not good. <laughs> it's the worst. Hey, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah. For the Chiefs. For the good. Chiefs. It's good to see them score in the second half. They haven't scored the second half in a couple of weeks now, right? Yeah, four games. Four games. games. Something Crazy. like that. Up next, we got Chargers Ravens. Uh, so Chargers, please fire Brandon Staley. Everybody <laughs> knows that. Uh, rough game for the Ravens. Low scoring for them. I know that they won pretty dominantly, but it does scare me a little bit in the long term that they couldn't throw over the middle uh, without Mark Andrews. I'm worried that they have no middle of the field passing game. I think they need to try to transition. I say likely a little bit into that possession receiver possession tight end in the middle, which I know isn't going to be what he's best at. And I know he's not going to be to the level of Mark Andrews. He's a good stretching the field kind of guy. But I Wait, think who, they, who are you talking about? Isaiah Likely, their their oh, backup tight end. Yeah. Okay. I see. Um, yeah, yeah. I think they need to make him into a possession receiver because that's not maybe what's best for him statistically, but that will be what's helped him as a team the most, especially if he does takes any steps forward in that. For the Chargers, Herbert definitely not in this game. Um, see, if he was on a different offense or playing against a different defense, then maybe they get some more points. But this is this is what the Chargers have if Herbert isn't lights out. 10 points. Eckler looks a lot, a lot slower than last year. Uh, Herbert's forced to throw the ball to Keenan Allen because none of his other receivers want to catch the ball. Uh, his be- second best option is Gerald Everett, who's okay, but also aging and not, you know, like a top five tight end or something. Uh, definitely play calling has improved offensively from where it was last year, but I mean, this team is just so dependent on Justin Herbert. So when he's not having a good day, the team won't have a good day. That's do just you, how it is for them. Do you think Kellen Moore is the next head coach of the Chargers? Has he done a good enough job as the coordinator there to to warrant uh, I think head, head coaching consideration? I think consideration for sure. I think if you, you can get I mean, you've, Johnson. You've, this is what I think. You've, you've seen ben his Johnson. name be thrown around the past couple cycles now as a potential head coach, Kellen Moore. Anybody would be better than Staley right now. I think they need to fire Staley. This season is they're not going to make the playoffs unless they go on a crazy run. No. Which isn't going to happen under Staley. They need to fire no. him now. The, the, and give, the, the AFC is too good. It's I too good. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're pretty much out. They're pretty of much it. out. Yeah. So why not give? Why not give him a shot? Why not give Kellen Moore a shot at the head coaching job? Let him kind of have like a tryout. Oh, you're saying for do the it, rest of the you're season. Interim do head coach. You're saying do I'm it thinking. Now. Yeah. I actually kind of like that. You know, I don't maybe, know. Maybe. I, I mean, unless you're not going to fire Brandon Staley at the end of the year, which would That's, be I, ludicrous. The thought against that is, like, a, a lot of times when teams fire the coach, the interim coach, they won't turn to the coordinator because they want the coordinator to just be able to continue to focus on that side of the you oh, know, that side that of the ball. Sense. Once, I mean, that was like giving Antonio Pierce, the linebackers coach, right, right, right. the interim job because you know you don't want to elevate. Not, yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to put more on a guy's plate who's already focused on so much. But we'll see. Could yeah. be just a different situation. It though. is because you know. of Justin Herbert, it's an attractive job. Right. You already have a franchise quarterback, which a lot of teams that are looking for a head coach don't have. But, I mean, if if you were to elevate him to head coach, he calls the offense, right? So he continues to call the offense, and then you just give the defensive coordinator play calling ability because Staley's doing it, right? Isn't? Oh, I, yeah. I think Staley's doing oh, it. Yes. Is he doing it? Is he oh, doing it? Oh, yes, oh well, I'm doing it. He, ma- he made it very clear <laughs> that he is calling this defense. Yeah, until Which, his not that it's all that dying talented. breath. 
Yeah, up next we got Vikings Bears. Uh, Josh Dobbs played horrible. A good oh, win by the man. Bears because man. the Lions is, lost, so it's good that the Bears lost too. Is, is twelve Josh, points, I mean, lost all field goals, one singular touchdown. Is man, Josh, I loved watching this game on Monday night. Yeah, oh, he threw four, awesome. He threw four picks, two of them pretty much fully his fault. One kind of on him, kind of on the receiver. It was a bad pass, but it got batted up by the defender. And then the third one or the fourth one, not his fault at all. It was a hit uh, KJ Osborne in the chest. Fourth Jordan fourth. Addison hit, hit him right in the chest and it bounced straight up in the air and went right to the defender. Uh, but he also leads the league in fumbles. So he's not hmm. turnovers is is not his strong suit. He's been having a lot. I guess turnovers is his strong suit. He's been having a lot of turnovers. He's very good at turnovers. He's very good, he's <laughs> he's very good at it. Very good at turnovers. Uh, so it's nothing new to him. A lot of those are obviously from the Cardinals. But I mean, Josh Jobs isn't the future future obviously but i think that he'll continue to start this season and i think that the vikings will be okay but they'll always be kind of worried about those turnovers it may be time to take a moment of silence for josh dobbs's linsanity run I, I think the run is the run is officially over here and he's come back down to earth from outer space from outer space where he's very comfortable nice yeah, it's um, it's the reason Josh Dobbs has been a backup in the NFL for most of his career, and he's a good backup. And and yeah, he came in and did some nice things, but now it seems like teams are figuring him out, and it's starting to not look so good. So we'll see what the Vikings can do here to finish out the season. I, yeah, the number one thing is I would say he's he gotta he's gotta stop losing games. He just he lost this game for them with the turnovers, and that's yeah. not that's not what you want him to do. TJ Hawkinson had no catches in the first half, which is the first time in 22 games with the Vikings. No, and, I yeah, and, and his career with the Vikings. Yeah. And his entire career with the Vikings, which was not good for fantasy managers. Yeah, this game pushes the Vikings down to the seven seed at six and six, uh, currently only a half game ahead of the Packers and the Rams. And when we come back after the break, we're going to do Bills versus Eagles, possibly game of the year candidate. Absolutely phenomenal game. You're not going to want to miss our breakdown on it. But for right now, you're listening to 101.7 FM, Radio Free Hillsdale. Outside Source Football. Go follow us on Instagram and TikTok at OSFB underscore pod. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back after this short break. Hello, and welcome back to Outside Source Football on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. We're coming back to the Bills-Eagles game. Uh, some notes before we get into the big picture stuff in the game. Uh, the Bills finally figured out how to run against the Eagles. Uh, they didn't stick with it after they figured it out, but Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter are going downhill their first two steps. They're going to win every single time, uh, but they don't get the momentum on outside runs. So what you do is you just have your guards block those guys, and then you have all your other linemen climb straight to backer, and you toss it outside. It worked for them like three times in a row. Uh, the Bills... I love how of all the things that happened in this game you're focusing on like, uh, like a very specific thing like run blocking like literally it was like the greatest quarterback duel this it's season just a pin and pull between what are we talking about? between Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen you're out here talking about like I have to look for blocking schemes okay I have to look for something to be happy about both okay. my teams lost this week sorry buddy uh, up next the Bills need to stop running fade out because <laughs> that's literally they've thrown so many picks on it Josh right. Allen is just horrible at reading it he threw yes. another one this game you're saying where the outside receiver runs a fade and, and the inside, inside receiver runs, runs out. out yeah that's that that's, oh, that that's how he read that's how he also shut up joe <laughs> giving away our offense 
No. Yeah, that's how he threw the pick to Bradbury, right? Yeah, it was. Fourth quarter. He's, he's done that quite a few times. Mostly throwing the fade, what? usually. Picks? But yeah, all the, most of his picks are on, like, fade out. And most of them are on the fade because he decides to just chuck it deep. But that one was finally... He threw it on the out now, too. So it's like, just stop running that play. Neville's new offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, calling much better games. But I think it's because he's not making Josh Allen play hero ball every play. He's still letting Josh Allen, you know, have some of the plays to himself, uh, make big plays down the stretch. But not every single play is all dependent on Josh Allen. So Josh Allen is turning the ball over as much. Uh, and I've said this before, but the Eagles need to stop using DeAndre Swift as often because he kind of cost them a couple times. He got them in from first and 10 to like second and 13 when he could have just taken the one to two yards. And yeah, he has those explosive eight yard, 10 yard runs, but it's like he's he's killing the momentum of an offense that's perfect in third and one situations. And that's all the big, small picture stuff I have. All the, little, all the nitpicky stuff. I will say watching this game, it's going to be a darn shame if the Bills don't make the playoffs. So true. And we end up with say the Steelers and the Broncos in the playoffs or the Colts or the Colts because Josh Allen is just so fun to watch and they're so good but they've just shot themselves in the foot so many times this year that their their backs are up against the wall they're essentially gonna have to be perfect down the stretch it seems like and they have a really hard schedule. they have a really hard schedule especially compared to some of the other AFC teams we mentioned the Colts Who they've lost to and the, yeah. the Broncos schedule is is pretty favorable they've already played the Chiefs twice so they don't have to get them again so the, I mean the Bills it's it's going to take something crazy but you watch this game against the Eagles and you say well they can do it there's I, I won't count them out because Josh Allen is is so talented he, he makes plays that nobody else can make um, and then on the flip side of things the Eagles were great too and especially in the second half they get down early you know Jalen Hurts if you look at his numbers in the first half first the second half he's like two different players and in clutch time he's great Jake Elliott hits a 59 yard field goal in the pouring rain to send it to overtime like the Eagles are just clutch like the whole team is clutch yeah. like they just make plays to win games yeah this was awesome this was this was a game of the year uh candidate for sure Josh Allen was doing Josh Allen things looked great or I'd probably say the first time this year yeah this was I mean other than the and games that they won I by 40 I don't know their names so forgive me for that but the Bills just fired their offensive coordinator two weeks ago right and then got a new one Ken Dorsey yeah. they Ken fired Dorsey Ken Dorsey and Joe, Joe, Joe Brady, Brady is Joe the, Brady and the last Last two weeks. I mean, yeah, one of them was against the Jets, but the but Jets the have Jets, a good defense. The Jets' defense time, is great. They only put up yeah, ten points against the exactly. Jets. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. So it, it's good to see this offense do what it, what it can do with such explosive players. Like I said, they're not out of it. I think you know they just showed that they can go toe to toe with the best team in the NFL, and they probably you know they probably should have won if not for yeah the the Allen interception. There were some questionable flags and or no calls. I mean, yeah, early, early in the game you had the play the where Josh Collard. Josh Allen was obviously horse crawl like collared his jersey is like torn in half and they ended up calling it a an intentional grounding and yeah. backing them up and then they don't even don't. though there was a receiver in the area yes there was a receiver there was in the totally area. Yeah, a receiver was in the area they should be able to review those I think. The, I think uh, you should be able to review intentional grounding. The calls. home field advantage for the Eagles with the refs is crazy. I, I haven't seen, like... Since the Patriots? I, I haven't seen anything like it. I don't know what Nick Sirianni is doing. It was like a 60-yard penalty difference. It, and you watched, it has been. And it you has watched, been, like, every week. Well, that, Yeah, remember that game against the Dolphins? Oh, that what yeah. It was? yeah, it was. It was the, the Dolphins. The Dolphins had, like, 10 or 11 penalties, and the Eagles had zero. Well, yeah, was, I remember yeah. that. That was insane. Yeah. But did the, the refs lose the Bills the game? Yes. But did the Bills also lose themselves the game? Yeah. <laughs> I love, how you, I love how you ask that in a way that usually people say no. You're like, yes, the refs did lose them this game. But also. <laughs> but also they lost themselves. 
yeah, the only thing, I mean, if the Bills win the next two, I think they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll squeeze in. But, but they've they play gotta at the Chiefs. The Chiefs is. And they play home versus the Cowboys. But then yeah. after that, they play at the Chargers, home versus the Patriots, and then at the Dolphins, which they already beat the Dolphins once this year. I think they, they can, can beat the Dolphins again. They can do it again. It's the, it's the- Cowboys. They go on a run, but they gotta they gotta be per- they gotta be perfect. They gotta win all five. Yeah, especially because right now they're under five hundred, and Dak Prescott is the MVP when he's playing well, teams aren't, under five hundred. Aren't they six and six? The Bills. Sorry, they're at five hundred. They're at five hundred. Yeah. yeah. So they gotta but beat the Chiefs. They gotta to be the over five hundred, and then yeah. Dak Prescott will play bad. Yeah, but I mean, just no more excuses with the Bills, and you know, no more of the refs, no more of this or that. I mean, you gotta you just gotta find a way to win these games. And if they just score a touchdown, I mean, they get the ball the first drive in overtime. They win the coin toss. Go win the game. Go score a touchdown and this game because yeah, you know when you kick a field goal against the Eagles, especially because the Eagles. Uh, what, like, what, like what is what four. does it matter? Of course the Eagles are going to go down and score a touchdown there. So I mean, and you have the third down play. You know, it's like okay, whose fault is it? I don't know if it's Gabe Davis's fault or Josh Allen's fault, but yeah, obvious miscommunication where Allen throws it one one way and Davis goes another. He's wide open. He's got the guy beat. You just can't have it, these plays anymore. Go win the game. Go make the plays that you need to make to win games. Yeah, Josh Allen last drive in overtime. It's about as good of a quarterback overtime drive as I've ever seen. Uh, unfortunately, that last communication really killed him, but they had a, a missed DPI, at least I think it was, and then a bad drop by Stefan Diggs. I don't want like Evan, Evan, downs. Evan, stop. I don't want to hear about it. Go like, win, win the game. And then he converted lost, third downs anyways. At the end of the game, win it, okay? No more, like I said, no more excuses for the Bills. I'm just saying that Josh, it wasn't Josh Allen's fault in overtime. Oh my God, okay, Josh yes. Allen played great overtime. Thanks, thank you. pretty much everybody yes, else. Don't, don't look at his 0-6 overtime record. It's not his fault. Did you I want- don't care Evan you barely even watched the game win the game I watched enough of it I saw the last drive the overtime drive was was really good by him I yeah. think Joe Brady's got a in that it's, scenario it, that, the, the last the drive was a microcosm of their whole season Josh Allen makes great plays then then they settle for a field goal and yeah, they lose the game yeah. so very unfortunate congratulations I see how talented you are now go win some games yeah up next though we got to talk about Mr. Tommy DeVito our favorite player in the NFL right now the Home- GOAT the hometown hero. MVP favorite Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito. He is he is tapping into something, um, this jersey energy. I think that's exactly what it is. He's tapping into this hometown jersey energy. You know, I mean, here's Granted, here's they, they beat the Patriots ten to seven. <laughs> they only scored ten points. But see, you're 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 refusing to see something that's very clear with Tommy DeVito. His mom made him chocolate chip pancakes. The the, the morning, morning of his favorite, his favorite. It's those, his favorite. That, that it's, was pre game. That was, that was pre-game. His, his game day breakfast. Always, you, is, always is. Still, still is. Always so will be. Gotten him it was an easy win for them. It's beautiful. I mean, like, but everyone's excited about it. You know, the Giants fans, his dad, they're throwing up the little, I don't know what it is, the little Italian, like, gabagoo, chef, <laughs> chef thing. Saquon Barkley's loving it. Uh, what did he call him? He, told him? he called him, like, Tommy Cutlets or something. It's Yeah, in an interview, somebody, great. one of the reporters asked him what the, you know, the little symbol is that we've been doing in the studio. He goes, it's, I don't know, it's, <laughs> that's exactly yeah. what he said. And it was like, they've, exactly. they're, they're excited. They're excited about him. The Giants aren't very good. They're not going to the playoffs, so it's it's nice that it's nice. Are ruining their this. draft pick? Yeah, well, they're they're. It's nice that they're hurting their draft position and they're having a little fun doing it. And actually, Tommy DeVito is putting up better numbers than Bryce Young right now. So Tommy DeVito rookie how, of the year. Tommy DeVito rookie of the year. You do the math. Tom, Tommy DeVito should have been the first overall pick. Uh, I was going to say, speaking of Bryce Young, um, our condolences to Frank Reich, who oh, has yeah. who has been fired. Rip Frank Reich. Yep. Unfortunately, it did not work out again. The Panthers have the least patient ownership in the NFL now. Yeah. Gosh. They also two, two coaches fired back to back head coaches fired midseason. Yeah, the big thing that I've heard though this last week is that 
everybody in the Panthers organization wanted CJ Stroud. That's not true. Except, and I don't know how true it is, but this is what I've heard. That is not gotta true. Bring, gotta I bring the I, fake news here too. I, well, I watched the whole interview, and yeah, so the headline was: Owner admits that he wanted CJ Stroud. That was not at all what he said. What he said was there was a, a plan to trade up to the second pick and draft Stroud, assuming that the Texans were going to draft Bryce Young with the first overall pick. Yeah, there was talk about what the Texans and the Bears swapping a pick. Or oh or, no, because if the Texans lost their last game, yeah, the because te- the Texans almost the lost one, right? it, yeah. and they would have had the one. And well, the Bears, who, Bears would have had the two at that point. Yeah, well, I mean, either, either way, like they they assumed that somebody would have moved up to the they they weren't trying to move up to the first overall pick to get Bryce Young. They were trying to move up to the second pick to take C.J. Stroud, assuming that somebody else would take Bryce Young with the first overall pick. And then the plan changed. Everybody in the organization was high on Bryce Young, and so they said, "Okay, let's go all in to get the first overall pick, and we'll take Bryce Young." So it was not a case of, "Oh, I wanted C.J. Stroud," or it, it wasn't like that. He was just basically like two different plans. Like, okay. And, and instead yeah, of plans changing, and instead of going up to the number two pick, they went to the number one pick, where they took Bryce Young, who, for the most part, everybody in the organization was on board with t- taking Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud. So, in my opinion, it was kind of a non-story that somehow blew you know, up. Other, yeah, other media, out- other media outlets who are less credible than this one used for clicks. But we, we don't, we don't do that here. We actually watch the interviews, we watch the games, we know what's. We give going you an on. unbiased opinion. Except on the Lions. And unbiased. Except I'm extremely biased toward the Lions. Except I love Tommy DeVito, and I think he should be the MVP. (laughs) And I love Joe Flacco. And Joe Flacco. We are about to talk about. And just, uh, yeah, that's a perfect segue right there. Earlier this hour, Adam Schefter reports that Joe Flacco is taking the first team reps at Brown's practice. So our prediction, not I don't even say our, my prediction last week. Whoa, I like that Joe Flacco. <laughs> that Joe Flacco is about to lead the Browns in the most improbable playoff run of all time. It's it's coming together, guys. Yeah, it is. I like and I you, can't wait to watch it unfold. I like how you phrase that because as soon as uh, DTR went down in that game, my first thought wasn't, oh no, like what are they going to do right now? My thought was, oh my gosh, the Browns of the playoffs are going to are going to have a run with <laughs> Joe Flacco. Here comes what's what's going to happen. What is going on? Here comes the most elite, insanity. The most elite quarterback in Ravens history is about to do it for another NFC AFC North team possibly, at the age of thirty eight. Possibly <laughs> play the Ravens in the first round. Of the oh, I would love. Too. How great would that be? The oh, NFL gosh. would that's, like it. That's must watch TV. Right that there. sounds like a script right there. That sounds. It sounds pretty scripted. I mean, like I feel. And how annoyed would the Jets be if? Joe Flacco turns it's out not to be a good. it's not a bad situation for the for a <laughs> quarterback to be thrown into, especially Joe Flacco. No, the Browns just have a, don't mess up. The just Browns, don't mess up. The Browns please. have a good offensive line. They can run the football. You have Amari Cooper outside. You have uh, David and Joke. You got some players over there on offense, and they have a really good defense. You can yeah. win. I the defense is really. It's really not good. crazy to think that they could win some games. Yeah. with Joe Flacco, totally, hundred percent. It's not crazy, totally, especially with uh, how the Bengals have fallen off. I think they play. And so for that reason, I hope it happens. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that the Ravens, awesome. I the want, Browns. I want nothing more. Browns, Lions, Super Bowl, Lions win by ten. Please. Okay, you're getting ahead of yourself. <laughs> what, do we, what do we have next? Week thirteen predictions. Oh, lovely. First up, Thursday night football: Seahawks at Cowboys. I got the Cowboys winning this one. Uh, Dax just looked absolutely amazing. Although the, the Seahawks are a team that are slightly above five hundred, but I have the Cowboys in this one. I think their defense, defensive line, is just better than the Seahawks' offensive line. I have to agree, and I agree with Aaron Rodgers' assessment of Dak Prescott. He's he's playing the position at a really high level right now, Be- better than he ever has in his career, and and better maybe than I ever thought Dak Prescott could play the position. 
position. I, I had kind of, you know, made up my mind that Dak Prescott was like a middle of the road, you know, high end, high end, yeah. middle of the road quarterback, but just not quite in that like, you know, A tier. He's definitely playing A tier right now and, and, you know, playing like an MVP, honestly. He has MVP type numbers. So yeah, give me the Cowboys. I'll take the Cowboys. <laughs> For uh, for all Short. the reasons, Jerry, I, there's no reason for me to hammer on all. Short, sweet, of them. to the point. Me too. They're at home too. You know, send me in. You know me. Colts at Titans. Uh, I got the Colts in this one. Yeah, I like the Colts too. They got a, they got a lot more to play for. Uh, I like the Titans in this game. That's all. It's because say at, say something about say something about Derrick Henry being uh, historically really good against the Colts because he is historic, is he he's historically yeah, great against he's the Colts. Historically I didn't know that. really good against the Colts. Well, he had Colts, a good week last week. Will Levis has been showing some signs of uh, life there. You know, DeAndre Hopkins is a good player. I don't. I I don't know. <laughs> He's feeling it. I mean, it's the Colts. It's your upset. It's not like, you, you, it's, you it's gotta, not like I'm you, the Chiefs. Yeah, you're, it's, an up, you know? it's an upset. It's an upset, it's an upset it's, that you can see. It's a likely upset. It's because they're at home, isn't it? Joe loves, oh, Joe loves a home team. I got to go. <laughs> I got to go. Joe loves a home team. Up next, we got Falcons at Jets. Uh, I'm actually picking the Jets to win this one. Uh, I'm betting on a historic game from the Jets defense, hopefully scoring a touchdown and outscoring the Falcons offense. Yikes. Come back to me on this. Give me, yeah, this give is me a tough a, one. Give me a few more seconds to think about this. I think I'm going to take the falcons on this one i think the jets just don't care anymore i don't think that the the defense, the defense can quit. i don't think the defense cares anymore they're they're tired of losing we got tim boyle tim, tim boyle starting again right yeah he is tim boyle starting again i mean the real question is is not who's going to win this game but who's going to throw more interceptions <laughs> desmond ritter or tim boyle and i, <laughs> and I mean know. that's a toss-up that's a toss-up Although I will say, they did just open Aaron Rodgers' 21-day practice window today. Thank, thank you for stealing that. That was my – That was my. Re- I'm picking the Jets, and yeah. that's my reasoning. I feel like Aaron Rodgers, this is like a last-ditch effort here to boost a little bit of life into this team. So for that reason, I'll take the Jets. I'm, I'm still going to take the Falcons, but I, I want the Jets to win because that would be cool. That would be a cool story. You know, maybe Aaron Rodgers actually comes back this year. Lions at Saints. I got the Lions. Easy pick. Better team. Well, after seeing the way they played against the Packers – I wouldn't call it better a, team. I wouldn't call it easy an pick. easy pick, but I wouldn't call it an easy pick. Given the Saints uh, can't seem to score more than three points at a time, I'll I'll take the Detroit Lions to bounce back on the road. The Lions are historically bad in, uh, when they play at New Orleans, but this is a must-win game well, for the Lions. You're talking you're talking about two franchises who, for the longest time, were both historically bad. So it's a good this, point. You think, you think back of the history of the Saints and the Lions? Point. I mean, I know the, I know in recent years, this not recent, like the past fifteen years the Saints had Drew Brees so maybe our younger listeners don't well, realize how bad the Saints were before that okay but, I mean you could say that yeah, when I say historically 50- bad I mean like the last 20 years okay yeah. they've been Gabriel bad. you and your 57 you and your yeah self. I'm not talking <laughs> I'm talking about Archie Manning Archie Manning I'm talking about Billy Sims <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'll no stop. I'm just talking about in the last 20 years but in the Lions have to win this game and they have to well there you back. go in the last 20 years the Saints have had Drew Brees and the Lions have been terrible so of course they've been bad it's true true up next, we got Broncos at Texans. Uh, I'm picking the Texans in this one. I don't think the Broncos' passing offense will be able to keep up with them. What an awesome game! This could be a what an awesome game! What an awesome game to see this game! What an awesome game that like five weeks ago you would have been like, wow, like can we just like not play this game? Like this is just a lame we thought game. this was like the the Giants' last game. Yeah, the Giants Patriots. Yeah, no, this is an awesome game. I think I'm going to take the Texans in this one. I, I really want to take the Texans too, just because I think they're going to be able to put up points. This at- might be this game might decide who gets a wild card. I mean this is this is like a this is like a this is going to be playoff game intensity should yeah. be 
for these two teams because this is this essentially is, a playoff game. For this, them. Has, this has playoff implications for sure. Uh, up next, we got Chargers at Patriots. Uh, I'm going to pick the Chargers. The Patriots are a dumpster fire, so I'll take the Chargers mm, as so well. Are the, so are the Chargers. Well, they're a dumpster fire with a great quarterback. I'm I'm rooting for <laughs> it's, I'm it's, rooting it's, for the Patriots in this game. Wait, Just, the Patriots have a great quarterback. Just, <laughs> Justin Herbert is Zappy? the is the Lamborghini sitting outside the trailer in the trailer park. Yeah, so I, I kind of hope the Patriots win this pick. game so Brandon Sealy finally gets fired. I think that, that would be that would be the last straw. I think that would have to be the last straw. Uh, yeah. uh, no, I'm going to take the Chargers on this one. Up next, we got Cardinals at Steelers as the Steelers get another win at home. I mean, gosh, just what a schedule. <laughs> This is the ugliest. The NFL loves the Steelers so much. They just—it's crazy. Ah, they just want them to have the easiest path to the path to the playoffs. Yeah, I'll take the Steelers. I'm also gonna take the Steelers. I think the I think the Cardinals mojo ran out in after one week with Kyler Murray after yeah. seeing after seeing what the Rams did to him last week. Also, a double XP weekend. So, <laughs> yeah, they're done. I just—I no, mean, especially cold, if you buy a Little Caesars pizza, it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be cold. It's gonna be in Pittsburgh. The Cardinals aren't gonna want to be there. I mean, they're a dome team. Hey, hey, can we? Do, can we do a score prediction just for this one? Yeah. Go like for it. Ni- yeah, this, 19. Now the Steelers are going to blow them seven. out. <laughs> 12 to 3. <laughs> and a, just just an absolute manhandling. 12 to 3. 12 to, 500 yards of offense. They score 15 they points. Score that's, 18, all. that's all. 18 9. I would like start that. Chris Boswell. Go out and pick up Chris <laughs> yeah, Boswell seriously. on, on uh, waivers. Dolphins at Commanders. I got the Dolphins winning this one. The Commanders are bad against good teams, and the Dolphins are good against bad teams. Nice. I like that. You're like Dr. Well Seuss over there. Give me the Dolphins as well. All right. I know I love I love saying this with uh, the Commanders. This is a game that the Commanders <laughs> could just they could just destroy every, the Dolphins. Every but week. It's going to be the Dolphins. It's no. So it is every week, though. Come it's on. So no. true, I, I, once, once they got rid of Mon. Montez Sweat and Chase Young, yeah. I, they've kind of lost that surprise factor, I think. That's true. Up next, we got Panthers at Bucks. Give me the Bucks. Panthers are playing oh. really bad. Yeah, the, I guess the diehards will be watching that one. Yeah, give me the Bucks. I'm Shout saying out. only diehard fans of the Panthers and Buccaneers are watching this yeah. game. Shout out, Gordy. Shout out, Shout, Gordy. Shout out, yeah, I'll Gordy. take the Bucks in this one. Up next, we got 49ers at Eagles. Ooh. This oh one. Oh my gosh, this is so of the week. awesome. Of course, it's at 4 o'clock because and that's the, how the NFL has been feeling. And the <laughs> Eagles are favored to lose by more than a field goal. Are you serious? They are yeah, favored to lose. Right now it's 49ers minus three. That's the spread. Well, I was, And it's in Philly. Now I don't feel as good about it, but I'm still going to take the 49ers because I don't Dang like it. it when they favor people. That was my pick. I thought you were going to take the Eagles. Joe, who are you taking? I don't know. I honestly don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> honestly, I'm going to have to take the Eagles. The Eagles have looked just really good. I mean, they haven't blown anybody out. But, but they win games. They win games, and it's in Philly. I mean, the 49ers are all healthy. Aside from that three-game losing streak, they've looked fantastic. But I still think the Eagles win this one. I'm taking the 49ers. I mean, both teams are going to be locked in for this game, but the 49ers have a lot to prove after the uh, the NFC Championship last year. The Eagles are talking quite a bit of trash. I, th- I think the 49ers are going to come in here and make a statement win. No, this is a huge game for the Eagles because if the Eagles... So if the Cowboys beat the Seahawks and the Eagles lose this game, I think that the Cowboys next week, they play the... F- the Eagles, right? And that would be for the and that would be for, for the, the division, possibly lead. for the division, for the yeah, for yeah, the, the division lead. And it's in Dallas, two. yeah. Which I mean, that would be crazy if so. If the Eagles win this week, I'm not going to say that they locked up the one seed, but they they basically it's, locked it's, up the one it's, seed. It's almost yeah. it's almost there. They're they're one or two wins away. Up next, we got Browns at Rams. Uh, first game for Joe Flacco back this year. Yeah, uh, we we starting don't, off his historic playoff run, but I got the Rams in this one. We don't know for sure that Joe Flacco is going to play. Assuming he plays, I'm taking the Browns. Eight days a week. Give me Cleveland. Oh, Joe Flacco's going to play. <laughs> and he's throwing for at least two touchdowns, 250 yards, and a Browns win. <laughs> well, 
he stood up to say that I wish I, had I, to. Wish, I wish you I guys wish we were on camera. Seeing Joe's enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah, that's hey, can we get some cameras in here? We need some cameras. Yeah, you know, until the camera. until the Browns lose like twenty seven nine or something. They <laughs> lose they lose this game ten to nine. <laughs> ten to nine. <laughs> the, the interesting thing is that the Rams with a win are all like right I mean, even without the win, right now they're the back NFC in, playoff. They're back in the playoff conversation. I actually think that they're because the Vikings are balling. ahead of the Vikings in the playoff conversation if they No, win. well because they're not right they now. Well, the Vikings have to play the Lions twice. Vikings are six and six. Nice. Well, no, the Vikings are on a bye this week. Yeah. And if the Rams win, the Rams will be six and six. Okay. Interesting. So, very interesting. Up next, we got Chiefs at Packers. Give me the Chiefs pretty easily. I'll take the Chiefs. I'm done sleeping on the Packers. I'm going to take the Chiefs. Up next, we got Bengals at Jags, which could be. No, can't be an interesting game. I just. Could have been. I just, I, it it could have been. Man, it could have been. So much. What could have been. What could have been? Give me the Jags. I'll take the Jags. Totally with offense. you. I don't know. There's just something about the Jags I still don't trust. I agree. They're, they're eight and three. I think they're they're at the top. I Should win this game for sure. I'll pick them to win this game. But if they lose, I wouldn't be shocked if the Jags lost. Thank you for listening to Outside Source Football on 101.7 FM, Ready for Hillsdale. Have a great day. Tune back in next week when we will be live with Tommy DeVito and Joe Flacco in the studio. You don't want to miss it. Tommy DeVito Show. The Tommy DeVito mm-hmm. Show. I won't be here because of it. They're kicking me out. They're taking your spot t- i would t- give up my spot i'd give up, <laughs> I'd give up my spot for tommy devito outside source football with joe flacco and tommy devito and that's like, all what, like what is this <laughs> good night